Good people, what's going on, man? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast Season 2, Episode 18. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today, Oak? Yes, sir. Um, Join us as we tackle the issues and the idea of following your eyes versus following your heart. And also, what does it mean to ride with what you truly believe in in your heart? Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate your support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, good people? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 18. I'm Ink. I am Oak. Ozzo, how you feeling, man? Oh, man, you know I'm feeling great. If I had to do any better, I had to go to heaven. Yes, sir. You know yes, uh, Feeling great. Just a lot of things on my mind. Very pensive. Mm-hmm. Past few days and whatnot. But that's it. That's it. Yeah. You know? I read some, Oak. It said, um, one of the most underrated blessings every single day is leaving our home and making it back to our home. One of the most yeah. underrated blessings. Right? And so I'm with you, man. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I want to get into it. I got a quote card for you brought to you by D Sugar Boo All and right. company. I want to get your insight. It said, there are many things in life that will catch your eye, but only a few will catch your heart. Pursue those. Many things in life that will catch your eye, but only a few will catch your heart. Yeah. Pursue those. It's, um, I think the world is, and, and especially the society that we live in, is it conditions us to be um, attracted to the bells and whistles of life, mm-hmm. to those things that are cute, those things that are, are shiny, those things that are, you know, momentary gratification. Yeah. Right? Those are the things that catch your eye. The things that catch your heart are those things that you wake up in the morning thinking about. You go to sleep at night thinking about. Yeah. Those things that catch your heart are impactful to others, not just yourself, your bigger self, your larger self. So you want to pay attention to the things that is going to make life better no for doubt. folks, no including doubt. yourself, right? No doubt. Um, but those things that catch your eye may be the Ferrari or the, the Bugatti or them shoes, whatever we were talking about, the red <laughs> bottoms, you know, all of that wonderful, beautiful stuff. Again, yeah. we're not knocking it. No doubt. It, and it should catch your eye. Absolutely. Right? It's really a matter of what is it that we value? Mm-hmm. So- there are going to be things that catches my eye in terms of beauty, in terms of, um, you know, just extravagant things. But at the end of the day, what is it that I value most? Absolutely. And the thing that I value most is what fulfills me, what fulfills my heart. What values, what I value most is my wife being happy. Okay. What I value most is my kids feeling safe. What I value most is the students that I deal with on a daily basis, understanding and real, realizing who they are as people. Mm. What I value most is the teachers that I work with every day and them um, feeling safe and feeling like they are appreciated when they walk in that school building every day. Mm. So that when they go home, the cascading effect is when they come to work and they feel like they are appreciated, they can go home and be their best selves to their wives or to their husbands and to their kids. Absolutely. So the community of folks that I get a chance to influence is increased, mm. is made better. Those are the things that matter in life, bro. No doubt. No doubt. I love it, man, because it says there are many things in life that will catch your eye, but only a few will catch your heart. 
and the thing that comes to mind for me is, like, man, does it make you happy? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the price of your happiness? Yes. Right? Yes. And I feel like oftentimes it's not a lot of value placed on happiness and peace. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom said something to me once, and I was like, man, that, like, it's so true, right? In the simplicity, it was yet profound. And what she said to me was, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Yep. Right? Yep. On many levels. Not materialistic, superficial. If a person costs you your peace, they might be a little bit too expensive. Right. You know what I'm saying? If something costs you your peace, it might be a little bit too expensive, right? And oftentimes we look at something being expensive in terms of what we're paying for it financially. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's like if a person is taking up mental space, they might be a little bit too expensive, right? Mental space in a negative way. Right. And so when I think about it, man, if it catches your heart, does it make you happy? Say, say that. Say what Miss Ruby said one more time. Yeah. So she says it costs you, you know, your you get, peace. You 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 talk too fast. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm slow, man. I'm, I'm slow. What she said? If, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive, yes, dog. Yes. If it costs you, you your know, peace, it's you too expensive. I'm going to put that in my repertoire. If it no costs, you, costs you your peace, it's, it's too, too expensive. expensive, man. No That's doubt. real, bro. It costs That's you that real, peace, man. it's too expensive, um, man. Because yeah. uh, that's the thing that we we search for, and I had a conversation with one of um, one of my colleagues yesterday. She was feeling um, she was feeling down. She was feeling uh, unappreciated, right? Yeah. And so after we we talked and whatever, and we drilled down and got to the rat killing of the matter. It I I got to the place where I asked her, "Are you searching for other people's approval?" And validation, or are you searching for your personal peace? Mm. Because if you're searching for other people's validation and approval, yeah, then you will oftentimes find yourself at uh, dis-ease. Mm-hmm. So we can be emotion, we can have emotional diseases. Hmm. Emotional diseases, right? That's and true. I think emotional diseases are brought upon by. Um, Concerning ourselves with other people's approval, looking for external validation, chasing ghosts, meaning those things that you can never, you can never catch, touch, feel, wrap your arms around anyway. No doubt. Right. And so one of the lessons that I was telling her uh, is what I think you have to do. If you're not in control of a narrative or if you're not ahead of the curve, then you got to let that go. Mm. Because if you don't, then you're going to pay too much of a price for your peace. And in fact, you can't ever pay enough of Mm. a price because it's never going to bring you peace. No, sir. If you're chasing somebody else's perspectives of you, Mm. if you're chasing somebody else's expectations of you, then you will never, ever, ever reach your own personal peace. What you will reach is a momentary sense of self-gratification, which is what we call ego. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I mean, Yes, sir. No, I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. Like, hey, you on? You hitting the nail on the head, dog. Yeah. Yeah. And the second one, man, let's get to it. And we're going to get into it. It says, um, it's good to have money and the things money can buy. But it's good to check up once in a while and make sure that you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. It's good to have the things in life that money can buy. But it's good to check up every once in a while to make sure you ain't lost the things that money can't buy. Exactly. Heavy. Heavy. It is. Heavy. It is. And if you want to, if it's, if it's heavy and you want to make it a ton, <laughs> yeah, make then it a ton. When, you, 
when you wake up in the morning, check up on the things that money came by. Ooh, man. Come on. Make that your priority. Come on. Because the way most people's lives are structured, mm-hmm. they're going to have to check on things that money can buy. Absolutely. Their job, Absolutely. their responsibility, their bills, yeah. this, that, and the third, yeah. right? We're gonna we, that is just gonna be forced upon you, put in your lap, with or without your your wanting to or not. Absolutely. But what you have the power of is the ability to focus on the things that money can't buy. Mm. Man, is Inky happy today? No doubt. No right? Doubt. Because if Inky is happy today, then Lil Inky happy today, then no Jada doubt. happy today, then Allison happy today. We good. No doubt. That household and that community is good because I've invested and and made a commitment to pour into that part of my community. Yeah. Right. Is and and this is the part I struggle with. You know what I'm saying? Like every day, I want to make sure if is my wife good. Right. No is question. she good? No right? question. And sometimes I, you know, I I do pretty decent at it. Sometimes I fail at it. Mm. But that's always going to be my quest. Because that part of my life, that part of my community, I got to make sure that um is is on the up and up. Yeah. Those are the things that money can't buy. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that we check in on every day. Like, you know, mom's heart good. No doubt. You know, I always ask people, like, how's your heart? Yes, sir. Because, you know, we can be doing well physically, <clears throat> but with this whole mental and emotional health things going on, bro, people Deep. are people are struggling. Deep, man. People are struggling, man. And and sure. and like I had an emergency situation with one of my one of my colleagues, one of the teachers this morning. And it was along those lines. I'm not, you know, going to put a business or nothing like like that out there. But it was just like that. Mm-hmm. The mental or the emotional health can be strained just like that. Yes, sir. You know. So we, I want to make sure that I'm always a proponent and an advocate for check on your folks. Check on your folks. And when I say check on your folks, check on your folks' hearts. Yeah. Check on their heart. Like somebody, some people can be like they may not have the most money, they may not have the most this, that, and the other. And they're cool with it. Their heart is great. While at the same time, you got people who, they may, you know, be cashing a a $500,000 check every other week. Right. And emotionally uh, drain or just have have the disease of uh, emotional strain Mm -hmm. to where they, in any moment, they liable to check out. Yes, sir. Right. So it's your heart that I want us to make sure that we we check in on with people. You know, I, I tell cats often, man, like um, when you see a cat that's not in a position that they want to be in or grow up in a certain circumstance, right? Like we growing up, Kirkwood, two-bedroom home, 14 people. That's a blessing, mm-hmm. right? You grow up in what you may consider to be poverty. It's not even real poverty. It's not third world poverty, right? That's a blessing, right? Growing up. And you may not have what you think you need. That's a blessing, right? When you get to see both sides of the fence, it's a blessing. Some people never get the opportunity to see the bottom, Mm -hmm. right? Some people never get the opportunity to go without. That's a blessing, right? And a blessing in it is, I'll never forget, right? This quote is so powerful to me because when it says, check up every once in a while to make sure that you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. Good to have the things that money can buy. Right. It's hard sometimes to press to a cat. Oh, when you say, hey, man, money ain't everything. Mm-hmm. Right. To a cat that's pressing for bread. It's cool. Not saying that you shouldn't have it. You got to have it. Take care of your family. Pay your bills. Get some of the things you desire. We ain't saying you, you shouldn't have that. Do your thing. You work hard. 
acquire what you need to acquire. But it's going to be some things that you're going to hit in life. I promise you. It ain't, it ain't going to matter how much money in the bank. I promise you. It ain't going to matter what type of shoes you got on. I promise you. It ain't going to matter the square footage of your house. I promise you. It ain't going to matter if you're in the 550 Benz, 560, 580, the G-Wagon, the S63, right? The four ma It ain't going to matter. I promise you. When I encountered my paralyzed right on my hand, it didn't matter. I benched 325 and was a, a, a workout. All. It didn't matter. A couple of years ago, my wife encountered a situation. Oh, I'm talking about I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. I couldn't fix it. Crushed me as a man. Crushed me as a husband. She going through it, and I'm like, man, I can't do nothing. I can't buy her nothing that'll fix it. I can't get nothing that I couldn't fix it. I just had to pray with her. I had to watch her go through it. Watch this. Watch out. God cold-blooded, bruh. God is cold-blooded. That's why I give God all the glory, all the pre- I give him all of it, right? Mm -hmm. My wife going mm -hmm. through it a few years ago. I'm talking about couldn't shake it, going through it. I'm talking about we having to go to the doctor, to the emergency room. Like, she was going through it. She was thinking she was going to pass away, right? Going through it, having, you know, pains in her chest, head, right? And we praying about this thing. Oh, we trying to work through it. And I'm talking about... It's hitting me. I done came off the road. I'm like, man, I can't speak. I got to I gotta be here with my wife, bro. I gotta, we got to figure this out. We ain't never encountered nothing like this before. Check this. Life was going beautiful, yeah. amazing, probably at the highest level that it had ever been, right? Yeah, yeah. Wife start going through it. And I'm like, man, I can't figure it out. We praying about it. She's like, man, let's get a health coach, right? She's like, yeah, I think I want a health coach. We get her a health coach. She started going to see this lady, start meditating, doing different little exercises, doing different mental exercises. My wife has a breakthrough one day, right, with somebody that we sent her to. I couldn't fix it right. as a husband, but I had to drop my ego and be willing uh -huh. to put my wife in a situation, in a position that she thought could add to her healing. She has a breakthrough one day, comes out of the meeting, Beautiful. I got my girl back. Spirit back. <laughs> no, Stella yeah, got her yeah. groove back. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, praise God. My wife back. And what it was, was my wife lost her mother when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. And when our kids turned the same age that my wife had lost her mother, for some strange reason, she lived her life with the thought process of when my kids turned the same age that I turned when I lost my mother, I don't want my kids to lose me. Yeah, And so the anxiety was so heavy that I don't want to die. I don't want my kids to lose me because I know what I felt as a kid when I lost my mother, that it was basically weighing on her and it was on her. And then she had the breakthrough oh, from somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And in that moment, God taught me, bro, it's good to have the things that money can buy. But check up every once in a while to make sure you ain't lost the things that money can't. Money couldn't fix that situation. Right. Didn't mean a thing in the situation. But I got my girl back. That's right. That's Feel right. me? And, and, and you saying that um, takes my mind to um, this thing that, you know, scholars have this term, your epic memory. Yeah, epic and memory. so she was experiencing her epic memory. Mm. It's, it's, it's almost like you were there, but you were not there. Yeah. And 
we that's part of that's part of the trauma that black folks experience yeah here in america right yeah. your epic memory can if you allow yourself to if we allow ourselves to we can place ourselves back on on those ships coming across the atlantic ocean mm. we can allow ourselves to be on the auction block mm. and then what that produces see yeah. this was just recent yeah with with Allison, right? right? This was just recent in her life. Right. That was like what thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and she was able to and and the the effect, the traumatic effect it had on her. Absolutely, that's that's a a, a wonderful example of, uh, in terms of how we are carrying a level of trauma every day that we are fighting and we don't even know we're fighting it spiritually to not even let it come and creep up. So like for me yesterday, right? That was a a part that the epic memory kind of overtook me hmm. in terms of, you know, I put the message like I was just frustrated, woke up frustrated and all that about the the Brian Flores situation. But what it it triggered was the stories my grandmama would tell about how she would have to leave the back door unlocked. All the time. She being a mother of five boys. Yeah. And at any moment, somebody could come to the front door because one of her boys been mistaken for this, that, and the other. And we all know from, you know, Emmett Till's situation and whatever that they can come in the front door and, you know, take these boys out and they never return home. So the back door was always left open mm. so that when they come to the front door, you able to jump out the back. No doubt. Right? the traumatic effects of just those little examples mm-hmm. that I can go across the board and run the wide range of situations that we deal with, which is why your mental and emotional health must be attended to on a right. daily, basis. daily basis, on a daily basis. Absolutely. See, people think that COVID is the reason or recently we are dealing with um, mental health issues and, and traumatic issues. No, it's just a culminating effect of enough time and enough situations and enough experiences have built up to where we can't hold it. Absolutely. We can't hold it. You talking about 400 years of trauma. And I'm not just talking about the slave. I'm talking about the slave owner too. No doubt. No doubt. Because none of this was natural. I know. Not in your spirit. Mm. So everybody is carrying a level of heaviness and a level of grief. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Dr. King was so important because he introduced us to this notion of love and this notion of nonviolent and this notion of you fighting ideas and not people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you got people, you got people who were the slave who were descendants of the slave masters and who were def- descendants of the slaves both experiencing trauma mm. that's all james baldwin was trying to teach us that's all james baldwin was trying to teach us yeah. that we cannot be the best of ourselves if the people who were uh descendants of the slaves and the descendants of the slave masters are not willing to look at themselves and become better versions of themselves mm. and heal mm. experience the trauma and heal that's all right, man. I know I'm talking. I don't care if nobody listening or not. Hey, oh, about. check this, man. Like, we both talked about the Brian Flores situation, and we finna get into it um, here. But just seeing the situation, thought that popped into my mind, I was like, just being real. 
why cats ain't riding? This this is I'm I'm letting you know my thought process. Why cats ain't riding? He coming out, he's showing it. Yeah. Showing text messages. We see it. We know it. Why cats always gotta come out and be PC? Like mm-hmm. it's a time to be PC, politically correct, and it's a time to say, hey man, fuck that. Yeah. It is what it is. We riding or we riding. It is what it is. It's a time to be PC. It's cool. It's this, it's that. But then it's a time to say, hey man, strap that shit up. Let's go. We ain't finna let this happen to him. We ain't about to let. If they gonna try to kill him, they gotta kill all of us, right? That's the type of time I was raised on. Me and my cousins go out the door. One of y'all get in a fight. All y'all better fight. That's the spirit. I thought about it. I said, this is why King's spirit was so strong. This is why X's spirit was so strong. This is why Harriet's spirit was so strong. She had already escaped. Yeah. She could have been like, man, damn them. I'm gone. She like, nah, I'm going back. I'm finna go get all of them. Then when the cat was like, I ain't going, she like, you coming. She draw down on him. King, educated, man, smart as all get out. Got, I'm talking middle class, living, Boston University. He could have bounced, did his thing. Preacher, Ebenezer Baptist Church, ex, educated brother, went in, came out of jail, turned his life around. They could have bounced, right? And so we come present day, a cat come out and say, hey, man, listen, this is what happened, right? They, they saying this could be career suicide. He like, it ain't about that. It's about change. And cats would be over and be PC and be like, yeah, man, he doing that. I commend him. That's cool. Yeah, but shit, I got my money. Right. Right? I got mine. I'm good. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Ain't this ain't time to be PC. Right. Ride for that man. If you in the position, ride for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. He putting it on the line. A cat asked me yesterday, what you think about the Brian Flores deal? I said, you got a son? He's like, yeah, I don't think he should. I said, you got a son? Yeah, I got a son. He fighting for your son. That's it. That's what I think about it. When your son come up one day and if your son, a young black man, and say, I want to be a coach, that's why he did what he did. Get it through your thick skull, man. Stop worrying about how much we'll sit in the corner. I got my bread. I got this. I got, man, this ain't about that. This about bigger issues. This about systematic racism. This about opportunity. This about leveling the playing field. That's why when I walk in the room, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a damn who spoke before me. I don't care, right? But I know when I walk into a room, cats looking at me like, what this cat got to say? I'm going to lace him and I'm going to blaze him. Yeah. Every single yeah. time. I'm going to prepare like no other. Every single time. When I walk out of the room, the next time a young black man come up in dialogue and they say, should we give him the opportunity? It ain't even up for debate. You remember when Ink came? What he did? Let's give it to the next young black brother. Right. right. Man, come on, man. I'm like, bro, we still talking about black coaches? 77% of the league is black, and we got one black head coach? Yep. In 2006, we had more black head coaches in the NFL than we got in 2022? And you still talking about a car? You still talking about paper? Man, find you somebody to play with, man. So, it, it to me, again, it goes... It's, it's, it's double-sided, right? Of course, we have our responsibilities. And as you said, we got to ride. It, to me, that's, I, in fact, yesterday, right? Let, let's go on and be real about it. Yesterday, uh, my cousin called, and my other cousin, so we on our, on our conference call, you know, kind of weekly conference call, mm-hmm. from what, you know, trying to get get together what we're doing, starting the Ink and Oak 
Inspires program or uh, mentorship joint. And so there's a school. We got the plan going. And um, but there was a snag. Mm-hmm. The snag was we can't let the kids leave campus except once a month. And that coming off the blind Brian Flores situation triggered me. The way it triggered me was this dude is out here fighting for us to get off the to get out of the slave plantation mentality. And then now I'm fighting with my folks to get them to not think in a slave plantation mentality, which is I've seen other schools no doubt. have their kids, have their students leave campus two, three times a week, miss your quote unquote class time to go and get lifetime, to go and get life experiences that's going to last them well beyond when they leave the doors of this here educational institution mm-hmm. so it set me off yeah. to the point of no matter how mad I get I can get as mad as I want to about the blind Brian Flores situation mm-hmm. but the piece and the part that I'm playing if I bow down to now okay that's cool they can stay in the in the prison system mentality of y'all the inmates and y'all don't get but one one day a week of free time mm-hmm. no it's not free time this is what we're talking about we're trying to teach life here we're trying to introduce something different. And not trying, we're we're introducing something different. We're giving them something different, right? So that was my connection to and my passion, anger, frustration, and all of that. And in terms of what was going on with Brian mm-hmm. and what was going on, you know, getting our program off the ground and running. So it's it's like we we gotta ride, as you say, we gotta ride. But we got we gotta ride for us. Absolutely. Every single turn, every single place. If, as I always said to y'all, whatever you think you think, rethink it. Every day, whatever you think you think, rethink it. Absolutely. Because chances are what you're thinking is perpetuating the bullshit Mm -hmm. that has gotten us to this place where we need perpetual healing. Mm. So whatever you think you think, rethink that shit. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's um, it's wild, man. Like, you often think about in society, and I don't want to call it selfishness. It's just a mentality. It's just a, a spirit sometimes that when cats struggle so much or go through traumatic experiences, when they get to a space and place to where they feel like I'm good or I'm straight and they see their brother doing what he doing, they like, oh, yeah, he right, but I can't jeopardize. It's like Jake's explained it once. He says, like, we all swimming. Mm-hmm. We all out in the ocean swimming. And because you're a little further than him, you look back and you like, oh, look at him. He ain't even made it out the sand yet. Right. Oh, look at her. She ain't even made. But we all swimming in the same direction, Doc. Yep. We, we all going to the same. We all running the same race, blood. Oh, it gets it's get deep, man. Just like the cat, um, the uh, I think it's in Minnesota, right? They named the new GM. The new GM came from Kansas City, mm. and um, and the Reed was like, okay, you get this, make sure my boy get a shot. Yeah, be enemy, be enemy, absolutely. But he didn't. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. Whatever. I don't even think he got an interview. Mm. So it's almost it's it's like when you keep making. 
deals, uh, and I'm not calling people the devil. No when you keep making deals with the, the devil in terms of the concept, yeah. in terms of the ideology, right? So I'm going to let you in. Somebody come and be like, hey, oh, you know, um, I got this position, whatever, or I need you, to, you know, can you do this? Can you head this up? Whatever it may be. But you can't bring ink with you. Mm -hmm. he, he talked too aggressive. Yeah. Do I take it? Or do I be like, hey, bro, you can take your shit and get the on away from here. No which, you see what I'm saying? No that's kind of what it boils down to is it's, it's sad that we are placing those positions. But once I, I, we begin to stand and say, no, nah, I ain't coming unless ain't coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then now, eventually, you're going to be like, all right, come on. Both of no y'all come on. No doubt. And then we go hit them across the head and knock that mess out of the park. No doubt. That's how you open up the doors. Mm. So, you know, and I can't fault nobody. I'm not, not, no not here to fault anyone. But that, that's the case of what you're saying. Everybody's swimming and then once you get yours, you 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 kind of not you don't even forget. Right. It's just it's unfortunate that we're just placing those situations where we got to choose between my well being and meaning okay I'm gonna be all right but I can't bring my folk yeah. or we both end up not being in this situation. Mm -hmm. This is the catch though, Inky. This is the catch, brother. If me and you together, there is no nothing external that is any greater. Mm. Yeah, there is nothing greater mm -hmm. than when me and you on one accord. Yeah, regardless of where we are. Yeah, Paul Lawrence Dunbar said, "Um, the place where the rainbow ends is a poem. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful story full of splendor and glory that Arabian legends transcend. Mm -hmm. Right, and what he's talking about, the gist of it is, we can get all the money, we can get all the jewels, we can get all of what life has for us. Right." But then the very last line, it says, basically, but I found wealth in my friends. Mm. Heavy. That's tough. The place where the rainbow ends, Paul yeah. Lawrence Dunbar. Yeah. And he's talking, you know, because we have this, this myth or whatever yeah. about the place at the end of the rainbow, rainbow. is full of gold. Oh, yeah. And what he said, the place at the end of the rainbow is with, when you find wealth in your friends. Mm. So then... There's not anything that you, sir, ma'am, whatever, that you're offering me is going to be ever be any greater than the connection and love and the energy that I have with my partner. No doubt. No that, doubt. if I don't understand that, then I missed the boat. Mm. That's strong. That's strong. That's where the power is. Man. Yes. That unity, man, and purpose and mission. What the words say, man? One or two gather in my name, I exist among you. Yes, sir. Right, we can fix it up and turn it around five different ways, man. It's the same pot of soup, just reheated. I don't yeah, care how is. you say it, man. Yeah, it is. What is it? Oh, it's the same pot of soup, just reheated. <laughs> we can yeah, go. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can give you a thousand analogies, but yeah, the same yeah, thing man. is when we are together, there is nothing greater. Nothing greater, man. Nothing greater. Yeah. It's uh. It's like this, man. Like. I, I don't I'm I'm not a I'm not a passive aggressive person. Right? That ain't me. Like if a cat come up and hit oak, right? You could bet everything in your life. <laughs> I ain't even second guessing it. Right? Wrong. I don't even care about your explanation. Like without second thought, we riding, right? But I don't get that way often. Like I'm gonna try to 
be chill and cool mm-hmm. about it. But mm-hmm. the thing that that got me riled up about it was when I would see people speak about it, they were speaking about it like, yeah, 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 man, it's 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 wrong, maybe career. I'm like, nah, this is that time. Right. If you was ever looking for the time, it's that time. Right now. I raise my kids like this. Oh, I tell them all the time. My wife get on me too. I say, hey, man, if somebody come up and hit you in your mouth, you don't let nobody tell you how you should respond. You respond and you get busy. Mm-hmm. And they know what get busy mean. Yeah. Because if, say, if they hit you, if they touch you, they can't control how you respond. You get busy. And so in life, when something comes your way, something happens, something transpires, you get busy, busy. right? Can I be honest with you? Ink. <laughs> we done got to go up to the school for ink. Ink then started a petition, right? <laughs> and look, I get a teacher's 100% credit, right? Because they responded in a way that was beautiful. But we had to go up to the school about it. Something was happening at the school to where some of his little partners, they bring stuff to school, Teachers taking it. They ain't even took nothing from Ink. Uh-huh. Ink done started to try to start a petition. Ink like Ink getting cast a sign that he done went to a girl. Went to the wrong girl. She done, she done told him. <laughs> she done told on Ink, right? Got Ink in the office. Ink starting to petition, right? Ink think it's wrong. Ink think it's wrong. She, she shouldn't be taking my partner's stuff, right? right. <laughs> Teacher call us up. We come up there, right? She was like, I think it's beautiful that he thinks that way, right? That he thinks something is wrong and he's willing to have mm-hmm. the courage to start a petition about it, right? I think it's beautiful. Now, this situation might have been a little bit too extreme. I said, Ink, what you think, man? What you think? I want to hear your thought. Ink said, I might have took it a little too far. Ink <laughs> <laughs> said, I might have took it a little too far. But the thought process and the spirit was there. Right. That, hey, I'm willing to go far for what I believe in and what I think is wrong and happening to the people that I'm walking and I'm running with every single day. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, Oak, I want want to get your advice and your insight on this quote. And I may be paraphrasing a little bit, but when King says, um, if a man hasn't found something that he's willing to die for, he isn't fit to live, something to that extent. If you haven't found something that you're willing to die for, I don't know if you're fit to live. Because what you're willing to die for is why God sent you here. Mm. What you're willing to die for should be your purpose. What you're willing to die for is your mission. So once you find it, that's the catch to me. Once you find it and reject it, Mm. that's when, why why are you taking up the oxygen, man? We got some other folks who need that oxygen. Why are you taking up the oxygen? No, I'm for real. We got other folks who need that option. Because it's one thing to, I don't know why I'm here. Okay, you on that perpetual quest. Mm-hmm. No pressure. But once you figure out or once you know in your heart what it is that you should be doing and you don't do it because of whatever reason, fear or or, or just maybe selfishness, whatever, then that's when you, you're just taking up oxygen. Yeah. You're taking up space. Yeah. You're in the way. Which is why Harry would pull the, the, the gun on him and be like, okay, if you ain't going, then you got to go. Mm. If you ain't going, you got to go. Yeah. What I mean go is, yeah, I'm going to pull this trigger. Mm. That's what I mean go, not go with us. If you're not going with us, you got to go. Mm. Yeah. Right? And that's that's really, I think, what 
Dr. King was was getting at is once you find your mission, once you find your purpose, once you find whatever your your heart is dead set on, and you refuse to walk on it because of because of fear, mm-hmm. then what you doing? If we're saying, let's just go to the Bible for a second. Let's just go. Let's just get religious for one second. Yeah. From a from a Christian standpoint, if you go, if you don't go because of fear, mm-hmm. and if one goes because of love and passion, right? So if I don't go because of fear, then who am I dwelling with? Mm. The devil. Mm. 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 If I walk on my passion and walk on love, who I'm walking with? Mm. God. Yep. So choose one. You choosing one or the other? Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you're going to choose to walk and dwell with the devil, then go to hell with the devil. Bye. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. mm. But if you choose to walk in love and you choose to walk in your mission, you choose to walk in your passion, you choose to walk with your heart, you choose to walk through fear, mm. you walking with God, let's ride. That's heaven. So I, the, the, even even the, what I'm, I'm I'm extrapolating what you were saying and been saying about the situation of who, we ready to ride cats not riding mm. cats not riding deciding to go to hell mm. Mm. Yeah. but when you riding you understand this to be right you understand this to be what the way the ball's supposed to bounce mm. then you now you walking in your purpose you walking in your mission you walking with God you walking in in divinity. You getting in line with the universe, and then you able to bend the universe to your will. You being able to bend the universe to where it is going to be beneficial for you and yours. Yes, sir. Cool. But if you are inactive because of fear, what you here for? Mm. Taking up that rare air. You taking (laughs) up that rare air. Sign your sign your scholarship to hell and go on to check in. (laughs) Sign your scholarship to hell. Hmm. That's it, bro. I got you, man. I got we you. We don't pontificate with default long enough, man. You there it is. Or something, man, so we can get up out of here. Yeah, man. Like, um, man, I get passionate about many things. And uh, today, as you can see, one of them was a situation that's been transpiring uh, with Flores and just just the, the systematic approach and what has happened, man. Um, I think it lends to extreme importance about all of us in all of our different areas and aspects of life, man. When you do something, do it with excellence. Believe in it so you can open up the door for those that you're connected to, but also for those that are coming behind you, but more so so you can honor the legacies of those that went before you. Yeah. Right? Live for something, man. Do what you do with great. That's why I like, I don't like being around cats that play with what they do, right? Mm -hmm. That do it with average behavior. Right, that don't care about nothing. Like I would rather you just bounce. You know what I'm saying, and don't even do it with me. Give everything you got to it because it's connected and interconnected to those that came before you and those that's coming behind you. And so, man, it's nothing but love. I got a word for you though. Oh, okay. I don't want to take us out, man. Just rapid fire. Be a lot of pressure on these words. Know where you coming from? <laughs> oh man, I got one for you, man. I got one for you. What's National it? Football League (NFL). Man, that thing has um, it's it's a f- couple different components, mm-hmm. right? That second word, football, 
when I removed the national and the league from it, football, yeah. pure, um, taught me, gave me the opportunity to learn about myself, right? Mm -hmm. Gave me the opportunity to connect with other men, boys at the time who grew up to be men, that we have a relationship now to this day that serves as the foundation of who I am. Um, introduced me to Coach Ronald Graham. Outside of Elijah Mitchell, my dad, he is all of that. He was all of that for me. Um, and because he introduced me to possibilities that I didn't, I had never imagined. So football, I'm very passionate about from a personal standpoint. So that's why, like, if it were, if the Brian Flores situation was um, hockey. Mm -hmm. I would still, I would have, you know, a, a connection to it. I have a thought about it, but this is home. Football is home for me. Mm -hmm. So that, that's part of the, the, the passion I have. Now the national football league, we have to be careful and make sure that we understand that the national football league is different in a lot of cases from the national football league owners. Mm. The National Football League is an office up in New York. Right. You got, you know, uh, Troy Vincent, mm -hmm. who I I feel for that brother because he's the in, he's in the interstitial space yeah. between the owners and then the players and the league itself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He understands the fight. He understands the plight. Yeah. He understands the frustrations that the coaches are going through, the black coaches are going through, yeah. the black experiences that a lot of the players are going through. Yeah. Yet he still he still is working for the National Football League yeah. and ultimately the owners. No doubt. So when we're thinking about this, I want us to always make sure that we separate the two. Mm. See, the National Football League has provided a life for so many people Absolutely. that they would not have had the opportunity to experience. Absolutely. Generations. Generation and generation, especially if you, you know, you do it right. But then you got the National Football League owners mm -hmm. that comprise of 31 men. And, you know, Green Bay is a public, uh, public, uh, publicly owned, you know, uh, team. So you're talking about 31 men who happen to not look like us. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so if, uh, again, if these allegations, not allegations, because the man said, Brian, Coach Flores said he's just speaking truth. So if they walk he on... Said. If they walk on the truth that Coach Flores spoke on, the cat down there in Miami, we can exit that. I got two dollars. If we get, an, we can have enough folks with two dollars to buy a team. <laughs> I know there are enough people who look like us with two dollars to buy a team. <laughs> now, of course, I'm being funny and exaggerating, but yeah. there's. I know we can be able to get a corporation of folks of five, six, or whatever to be able to purchase a team that and change the way things, the landscape of it, uh, of the NFL is. Because mm -hmm. just like in the NBA, it's only one. It's only one, it's only one that owns a team. Yeah. That's the cat I don't talk about. But, um, yeah. you know, so that may be a possibility in terms of an inroad. But the National Football League is, is, is always twofold for me. Well, really threefold. Football itself mm -hmm. and what it has produced and, and done for me in my personal life. Um the National Football League in terms of what it has done for a whole lot of people, yeah. giving a whole lot of opportunities. 
um, created a whole lot of uh, different experiences and wonderful experiences for people, people of color, people of minority, people, you know, of, of the majority as well. Wonderful. Okay. And then the institution of the National Football League, which is what I would call the owners, that that is what we're really talking about and really got, got to give attention to. Yes, sir. Yeah. I got you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your ear. Appreciate your support. We out. Peace. Peace.